Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special on 670 The Score with your hosts, Josh Liss, race director, Kerry Pinkowski, and U.S. Marathon Olympian, Jenny Spangler. Presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss. It's time again to run on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special. What's up? It's Josh Liss along with Carrie Pinkowski and Jenny Spangler. I'm covering my 26th marathon, our 17th year on the score in Odyssey Company. Carrie, you've been race director for 33 years now. Jenny, an Olympian and area coach in the suburbs, 16th Chicago Marathon broadcast. Great to rejoin each other here on the Chicago Marathon Preview Special. Josh, great to see you. Jenny, great to be back. 45 years, the 45th running of this great tradition. Record number of participants. We've got some great athletes up front. Uh, the tradition continues. We're going to uh, partnership with the score continues. They're going to be doing a great job. The preview shows, race day coverage. Yep, Josh and Carrie, I feel like the energy of the city is back for this marathon. You know, we've had a few years where it's been, you know, down a little bit, and now it's back full force. There's a chill in the air. I think I've got marathon fever. The marathon jokes are, the marathon's back, and so are the dad jokes. (laughs) It's time to run, so stick with us. Please, on the score, all morning long, the next hour, conversations with Chicago's own Gabe Ramirez. We'll talk with the defending wheelchair champ and her innovative coach from the University of Illinois. Also, an American record holder will be on the show and we'll get a taste of the official race day beer. We're only in mile one. So stick with us for the rest of the hour on Sports Radio 670, The Score. People come from all over for the marathon, but it seems like everyone's on their phones because they're banking with Bank of America. Take this runner over here. He's using Zelle to pay back a friend for going to halvesies on a hotel room. Woo, he's going to sleep well tonight. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, you just can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Proud sponsor of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Now back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
Hit the music. Turn up the bass. Chicago's own Gabe Ramirez joins us in studio. 670 to score B96. Part of the official broadcast on the lead vehicle. Touring Chicago during last year's marathon. What's up, Gabe? Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Of course. Glad you guys uh, brought me back. Super excited. So I'm glad to be here. You really brought the hype last year. What would you like most about following the marathon on the lead vehicle? I think, the, I think it's the shock factor, right? I mean, I'm not a runner. After three miles, my knees start to give out. So I'm envious of the people that are on this path, but I've never gotten up early enough. I've always been, you know, uh, the traffic has always been an issue for me, but not the actual race itself. So I wasn't necessarily sure what to expect, but I I can say, you know, I'm from Chicago. So there's a few things that could shock me, you know, especially when it comes to this particular city. But being on that lead vehicle, there are a few things that bring the city of Chicago together the way that the marathon does. And I think that, you know, you can talk about a sporting event, a concert, Taste of Chicago, but it's just not the same, right? And, and you've been to all those events, and you've been certainly. to many other Chicago professional sporting events in press boxes and things. Uh, how would you start to compare the marathon? There's no comparison. There really isn't. I mean, when you're looking at these athletes, it's one thing to see, you know, you think think about Josh for, you know, a football game or a basketball game. There's timeouts. Guys have an opportunity to go get some you know, water and chill, get subbed in and out in the marathon. There is no such thing. And I think that the two things that were most shocking to me, one had to do with the, the crowd. I never knew there were so many bands and DJs supporting each and every individual that was running throughout the city. That was exciting to me and, and important to me. But, but also, again, I think right around mile 20, you know, because you're just doing your job, right? right. Yeah, I got to show up on Sunday. I do my job. Then at mile 20, you start to realize that the runners themselves, as the as the lead pack has gotten smaller and smaller, that they've been following you for 20 <laughs> miles as well. And then you're like, wait, I've been talking, you know, thinking that I have a stressful job, and these guys are just so, so much more in a different position. So, again, it's not only the athletes, but it's the environment that's out there that, you know, there are a lot of Chicago, the, big, uh, the, 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 the Chicago Marathon is huge. Right, something that a lot of people know, but a lot of people also don't know about it. Yeah, and I think, I think that to me point. is important. Yeah, and Carrie, like you're saying, yeah. you get up close to these elite athletes, and Jenny, you've been there. It's a wow factor for a lot of people for the first time. Yeah, I think you know when people, it's kind of the best kept secret sometimes. Even though we have over a million people on the course, but people that haven't been, they're kind of like, oh, watch it on, I'll watch it, listen to the radio or whatever. But but for for you, Gabe, obviously you cover Bulls, uh, White Sox. Cubs are we have an iconic franchise Bears Blackhawks fire. some fire the greatest great greatest iconic teams but the energy that you saw race morning compared to I mean this is a great sports city but compared to like a Bears game or compared to a Sox a Sox Cup Crosstown Classic how how do you put the barometer on that Yeah I, I think you know for, first and foremost when you're looking at this race and you're trying to compare it and you talked about it right a million people are out there supporting these people but they're they're in a in a, in, a, in a funnel. They are by themselves at their location on that corner meeting friends. I have the luxury of going around the city like the racers Best do. Best seat in the house. Best seat in the house and get to see each and everyone. And so, you know, when there's people that live on the north side that don't go south of Roosevelt in Chicago. Sure. Right? And vice versa in the other direction. So this is the one thing that you can actually, you see people start downtown and then once the race, well, the, the runners finish that first leg, then they go somewhere else in the race. So again, you really can't compare it because it is the entire. It's like okay, the only thing I would think that can come close to it, Josh, you'd know this would be a Blackhawks championship parade. One of those parades. <laughs> one of those parades. Yeah. We need, that, we need one of those. Double decker bus for the <laughs> White nice Sox. Nice to have one and of those Jenny, again. You've been on this lead vehicle many times over your course. Now, 16 years covering the marathon here on the official broadcast. You know what Gabe's talking about? Oh, absolutely. And there's pockets of the city that you can't hear. You can't hear what's going on the broadcast. You can't, you know. Hear yourself think it all. I mean, do you have a particular spot on the course that last year you felt just had a tremendous amount of energy? Um, yeah, I would happened? say I'd say I'd say from the very beginning 
once you're making that that trek down Wacker Drive, you start to see the 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 the, the loads of people that are there just cheering everyone on from the beginning. That was spectacular to me. And then right when you get by like Chinatown on the south side, making that trek around where you know, you really are touching several uh, neighborhoods in Chicago immediately, though, in passing it at that south side stretch. So two fun places that if you've never been before and you want to go, that's probably where I would camp out if I were you. Yeah, and we're counting on you for our eyes and ears and the lead vehicle again this year. It's going to be a ball having you back. We're counting on that energy and hype. You'll be with us on race day, the 45th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Sunday morning, October 8th, live coverage, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, 17th year here on The Score and Odyssey Company. He's going to bring the hype race day and the lead vehicle. Gabe, thanks for the time, man. Gabe Ramirez, Chicago's own. No problem. Thank you, guys. More ahead. Head. Stick with us on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Now back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hey, the beer is here, guys, on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special. Todd Osmond, president of Goose Island Beer Company, joins us, our friend. How are you, Todd? For the fifth year, finishers are getting their own commemorative cans at the finish line. Hey, what's on tapper in the can for finishers or runners this year? That's right. So we have 312 Urban Wheat Ale waiting for you at the finish line. Two cans, one that you don't open, you take home. A commemorative can that you can only get by finishing the marathon. Nice little spot there to write in your time. Uh, cool little design, new this year. Uh, and then you get another one that you can drink because you earned it after all that all that running and training. That's fantastic. Kerry Pinkowski, Jenny Spangler alongside. This race is booming in popularity. You've raised the field, so they've had to make more beer, Kerry. Had to make more beer, but, <laughs> I, you know, this, we've created quite a tradition here. And Todd and your, and your team at Goose Island, uh, what happens to me is people, as we get later into the summer and the fall, people stop me and say, hey, what's the shirt look like? What's the metal look like now? It's like, what's the what's the Goose Island can going to look like? So we, we've created, with your support, part of the, uh, culture, now. Part of the culture now, which is amazing. And so, it's delicious. And uh, great partnership, uh, great product. We are the only major, Josh, that offers uh, beer at the finish line. So, uh, And what other beer would you offer besides Goose Island? A commemorative Goose Island beer sure hits the spot. How'd you have to crank up production for all these extra cans? Yeah, so thankfully, Kerry gave us a heads up that 7,000 more runners this year. So that means 14,000 additional cans. Uh, we, we had enough time. They are under lock and key at the brewery right now. Nobody can nobody can get it outside of the runners. So even our brewers are uh, are staying away. You know, we, Josh, we had a, we had a chance to. We were at Goose Island and Quinn, one of your brewers that put this all together, is running, and he will not take take a beer until he finishes the race. So he made it. He's not going to have any until he finishes. That's that is a commitment and honoring the tradition. For uh, sure. Someone else, uh, Todd, might think that's just naive. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well. We, we have about 10 employees running the race this year, and that, that is a true inspiration for them to get that beer, even though they can get a beer at the brewery any day they want. Mm. It still is an inspiration. The restraint. It's the mindset of a great athlete. Jenny, you're our Olympian in-house. You know what he's talking about. Oh, absolutely. And, Todd, I heard word on the street is that you can get a third complimentary a post-race third. beer third. at certain locations. Can you share with us those locations, or is it secret? 
It is not a secret. Uh, <laughs> if After you finish a race, show us your medal at either the Goose Island Tap Room, the Goose Island Brew House, Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, what else do we have? Lizzie McNeil's. We've been working with uh, them for a long time. Napolita in uh, in Grant Park. There, absolutely. If you That's go to right. our website, uh, ChicagoMarathon.com, all that information is there. So uh, go out and enjoy yourself. Friends, family members, drag them with you uh, after running the marathon. It's a big part of the tradition. Todd, I got to ask you. You do you do a lot of sponsorships, a lot of festivals, a lot of wonderful creative things around the city. Uh, big support of the arts. How does this compare, and what's a little bit different about the marathon than the other wonderful events you do and uh, things around the city? Sure. Well, we we say that we're inspired by Chicago all the all the time. Thirty five years we're celebrating brewing beer in Chicago. And we get our inspiration from every neighborhood, from all walks of life. The, the marathon yeah. really uh, grabs the attention of the entire city and is inspired by the entire city and the world. Absolutely. So and we, tradition. We, yeah, and we, we like bragging about Chicago, and we do it through beer, but when we can bring the marathon and the Bank of America Chicago Marathon and Goose Island Beer Company together, uh, it really does show off the best of Chicago. This is delicious. 312 Wheat Ale, 4.2 alcohol by volume. Commemorative cans to finishers. You get your second when you visit one of the other locations. And that uh, secret directions to finding the third, you let them all out so it's not much a secret. So enjoy uh, this commemorative can and a good luck to the runners. Uh, Todd, thanks for the time today. Uh, President of Goose Island Beer Company, Todd Osman, uh, thanks for being such a friend of the race. And uh, why don't we raise our cans? I'm not going to open mine just now as we record, but uh, cheers to you. and. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, there we go. I opened mine. <laughs> That's okay. Let us Cheers. take a big chug. Take a big chug. <laughs> We've got more coming up. Uh, thanks to Goose Island for their relationship with the show. Stick with us on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special on Sports Radio 670, The School. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Kerry Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Advocate Healthcare's relationship with the Bank of America Chicago Marathon continues. Kelly Joe Golson joins us. Advocate Healthcare, Chief Brand and Consumer Experience Officer. She's got nearly three decades of industry experience. And Kelly Joe is an Abbott six star finisher. She's ran in Chicago and around the world. Uh, I know Advocate's relationship with the race is huge, but I'm more interested in your inspiration for running and why you stick with it and with the fundraising and how you still find so much joy in, in, in. in the, not only being a partnership on the business side, but getting on the course yourself, Kelly Joe. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, first and foremost, it's a, I, I'm running it because I can. I feel so fortunate um, to have my health and my my ability to be out there and inspired so so many other um, individuals. Personally, I'm inspired by my son uh, who who I lost to cancer seven years ago, and his story and and his desire um, to seek that health and wellness. So it's it's just a real honor to be able to to put on those shoes. I will say it gets a little harder each year, but I am I'm committed, and it really does bring me true joy. Yeah, it's nice to have a purpose. Clearly, thanks for uh, explaining that to us, uh, Carrie. Yeah, Everyone's Joe, got their inspiration. Let's let's talk about the work that Jay's Hope does. You mentioned the charity that's in, in uh, honoring your 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 son. What what's some of the work that that goes in, and what do you do in the community and around the Chicagoland area? You know, our, our commitment for Jay's Hope is to offer hope and joy to college students and young adults battling cancer. Um, it is a very, going through a cancer journey is difficult no matter what age, but as a college student, um, there are so many additional obstacles and barriers um, that are just, it's really hard to fathom until you're right there in that, in that place. So what we're focused on is finding young adults and college students that we can help um, we offer grants. Maybe we're helping them cover fertility treatment. Maybe we're helping cover uh, a trip of a lifetime that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise. We also work um, hand in hand with Advocate and Advocate Children's Hospital and helping um, provide support of their teen rooms at the hospitals and bringing a little joy to patients when they're in house receiving care. You know, the, the charity program is such a big part of the marathon, and we have we're, we're uh, forecasting our biggest year ever. Uh, we're anticipating exceeding $30 million, and, and it, it's leadership and support from uh, organizations and companies like you and yourself that have really propped it up. And what we've seen over the, especially the last 10 years, is a real connection between a, a lot of times our first-time marathon runners and the cause or the, 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 the organizations that they're supporting. Do you still feel that when it gets a little tough in the training that you, you've, got a, you, you've got something going with you, somebody, somebody pushing you along a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you, in addition to Jay's Hope, Advocate Health has also benefited from, you know, we have a record number of charity runners out there this year. Over $2 million have been raised, and there's so many charities, great work that's supporting um, programs, education, services. But I tell you what, Carrie, when you're out there on that course, um, I'm certainly thinking about my son, my other children, my husband, my family, but I'm watching those 
holding the signs, uh, you know, the wonderful spectators that are out there honoring their family members. I'm seeing those individuals run by me with the ribbons pinned onto the back of their jerseys honoring their cause. And it is truly inspirational and absolutely helps. It, it helps me cross that finish line each and every year. Now, Jenny, you've seen all sides of running culture as an Olympian covering this marathon and many other races as an area coach. Uh, you can certainly understand where Kelly Joe's coming from. Oh, absolutely. And what I guess I, you know, you are very busy. You've got the charity team. You're busy with daily life. And I know myself and there's many runners out there that say, oh, I do the marathon this year, but I don't really have time. How do you focus your time and energy into actually training for the marathon? This is going to be your 27th marathon. I mean, how do you put it all together? Well, it's a great question, and, and I hear that so often. I don't have time, and I say, you know, you find the time for the for the things that are important to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be that you're spending two hours every day, you know, out on the trails, or you find little pockets of time. At a very young age, I learned when my children were younger, I would pack a backpack in my car. So they were doing soccer practice, and I would find a way to just run around the field, uh, you know, as, as they were doing that. If you know, you've got a lunch break, bring those tennis shoes and, and head out, um, bring your sack lunch that you can eat later. Finding the time, and really that's what Advocate Health is all about, is is helping other people live well, health and, feel, and wellness, and, and really taking that time. And frankly, uh, when people look at me and say, oh, you're a marathoner, I never could be. Everyone can be a marathoner. Um, everyone is able uh, just to find the time and make the commitment. I find you to be a pretty inspiring figure, Kelly Joe Golson, with Advocate, healthcare chief brand and consumer experience officer, nearly three decades in the business, and yet you're running for a cause, your late son. I want to wish you luck on race day for you and all the team at Advocate. Uh, Carrie, you brought you bring in a real special oh, guest who wants to <laughs> gives us all a bit of FOMO. Want to get get out there and help fundraise, Kelly Joe Golson. I have a question to ask you. You're a six star finisher. You've run all the six majors. I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your favorite world marathon major? Oh well. Come on. It's Chicago. Ah, there we Without go. All right, there we go. Well, right. you really had to twist her arm. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, that's exactly. great stuff. Good awesome. luck on race day. Thank Kelly you for Joe. all you do, all you do with Jay's Hope, uh, with Advocate and Support of the Marathon. We're looking forward for it. We're looking forward to a great race day. Thank Kelly you. Kelly Joe Golson with Advocate. And we've got more ahead. Stick with us. It's the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special on 670 the score. Now back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Carrie Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Emily Sisson joins us now, the U.S. record holder in the marathon, finished second in Chicago last year. Emily, thanks for the time. We're really curious coming back into Chicago this year, what kind of shape you're in, and uh, after last year's experience, what your approach may be to Chicago this time around. Hi, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I'm getting really excited now that the race is getting closer. Uh, so going into this race this year, I feel like we've gotten ourselves into a pretty good position. Um, all my workouts have been going better than uh, they did last year. And last year we went to Chicago with the sole focus being just run as fast as I possibly can. Uh, and so this year the focus has shifted a bit. Um, I want to really focus on competing well and competing against some of the top women in the U.S. and the world because the field this year is amazing. So I think going into an Olympic year, having the focus be learning how to race a marathon and compete and um, 
I mean, maybe get dragged along to a PR if the opportunity presents itself. But if not, just learning how to race some of the best in the world. I think, um, yeah, I think I'm in a good position heading in and I'm really excited about it. Emily, you certainly have a stacked field this year uh, for the competition wise. Could you just take us back just a little bit to last year? I'd be curious to um, know going into the race. I know you had mentioned you'd wanted you were interested in setting the American record and you were fit and ready to do that. Uh, could you take us through the race a little bit and how that went? Did you know you were on record pace? Uh, what were you focused on there? Were there any parts where you maybe were doubting yourself? But uh, just kind of take us through how that went. Yeah, so last year, things just really lined up perfectly. We had amazing weather on race day. Um, I had a great uh, couple of pacers to run with. But um, actually, unfortunately, during the race, my watch just stopped working. So uh, I didn't actually know what pace I was on. Uh, I saw the halfway split, and I knew we were on American record pace. But I think it was almost um, kind of a good thing that I wasn't thinking about every split along the way because it just forced me to think about how I was feeling and focus on um, just like running within myself and running um, to the best of my abilities that day, whatever it was. And so I was actually surprised when I crossed the finish line because I didn't know what pace I was running. Um, but yeah, it was just such a perfect day that will forever be one of my favorite races that I've ever run. Um, so yeah, I didn't know until I crossed the finish line though. <laughs> That's quite a story and finished second last year at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon with a broken watch. <laughs> you should use that excuse, Josh, yeah. at the Shamrock Shuffle. <laughs> well, at least you were here on time to record the show today, <laughs> right. Carrie. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Emily, does the fact that you were here last year, you're familiar with the course, how things lay out, how how are the routine is here in Chicago, is that gonna is that gonna help you this year? Is it a little bit uh, are you, the the experience and being familiar with how things yeah, are in any Chicago. Or any particular part of the course that you think might give you an edge based on this experience. No, definitely. Running it last year, I feel a lot more confident going in this year, um, especially just having another marathon under my belt. I still feel like I'm very new to the distance. And um, last year, I feel like that gave me a lot of confidence that I can be great or I can be a good marathon runner. And um and yeah, just knowing the course, and it's actually a great course for spectating. So I had family and friends all throughout um, the race, just like cheering for me and telling me how like how things are going. And I thought that was amazing. So um, kind of knowing now what to expect, and um, knowing there are parts if it's like it's another windy day, there's going to be parts where maybe tuck into a pack. There are parts where might just feel good and um, ride that wave, and kind of knowing. Like knowing the course and knowing how it runs through the city, I think is a huge advantage. Emily, obviously front and center Chicago Marathon, you're returning for your second Chicago. But let's look a little bit past that. We have the Olympic trials coming up uh, in February, mm -hmm. and then uh, Paris. How does this? How does the Chicago Marathon, Bank of America Chicago Marathon, fit in that schedule? And are you looking to uh, to carry things forward to the Olympics? Yeah, I actually think it fits really well. Uh, we were trying to decide which marathon to do at the end of 2023. And kind of thinking back to last year, I felt like I came out of Chicago feeling really good physically, even though I ran a PR. I felt like coming off um, the course in Chicago, and especially with wearing the new shoe technology, I felt really good. And so that was important to me with the Olympic trials coming up in February to pick a race that I thought I could recover well from so that I could um, be in a good position going into the Olympic year. And I think also with it being such a good field this year, it'll be good practice, good feedback, uh, focusing on racing the competition in the race and um, just learning, gaining more experience in the marathon and learning a bit more and taking that into 2024 as well. So I think, um, yeah, I'm really happy that uh, this is the marathon I'm doing. 
U.S. record holder Emily Sisson with us, Josh Liss, Kerry Pinkowski, Jenny Spankler, Bank of America, Chicago Marathon Preview Special, 670 The Score. I'm curious about going into your mind, uh, Emily, as an elite high-level athlete and what your idea of competition is. You, you brought that word up earlier in the interview and competition. No matter where you might finish second last year, who knows this year, maybe you win, maybe you won't. But how will you know you've laid it all out there and, 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 and given it your, your highest level of competition? Yeah, I think there's a few different ways you can look at it. Um, I mean, last year, we went in with the sole focus of just running as fast as I possibly could. And this year, I really just want to race well against this talented field. So uh, we have actually um, a really talented American women's field in it this year. And I think that'll be great going into the trials. Um, And then it's also a great international field. So practicing racing um, these talented international women as well. It's all just it's good just to see where you stack up and see how you respond to different, um, like different ways the race could go. So I think as long as I feel like I make good decisions in the race, um, and can compete well and finish as high as I can and know when I finish the race that I gave it my all, like that's really all you can do. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but that's really, that's how I measure it. Makes sense to me inside the mind of Emily Sisson at shy marathon on Instagram. We've got some questions for you, Emily. You're a gamer for uh, letting From us lob some of these yes. at you. Uh, Thanks Holly Petrovich gosh. for handing these over to us. We're I think this was, this is a simple one. We'll, we'll get you warmed up off of uh, Instagram at shy marathon, Emily Sisson. Okay. What inspired you to get into running? What inspired me? Um, I played a lot of different sports growing up. So I actually got into running because I, I was uh, a huge Mia Ham fan, so I wanted to be an, a soccer player. <laughs> I wanted to play in college and go to the Olympics um, as a soccer player, and that didn't work out. But I started running because I thought that would make me a better um, all-around athlete and just improve my endurance and make me um, a good soccer player. So that's actually how I got into it. I got into it with just friends as something fun to do, and I like just found I really loved it and uh, still doing it. Like multi-sport, yeah, multi-sport <laughs> yeah. athlete. That's the way to go. Right, excellent. So another one for you, your favorite post-race food. And remember, you're in Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I should say pizza. <laughs> I should say like Luminati's or something. Um, but uh, I actually really like a burger. Uh, I don't know what it is. I want a burger, fries, something really greasy uh, after a marathon, something really salty. Uh, yeah, that or like a glass of wine with um, something. Actually, I will have a wine, a glass of wine with a burger. I know it sounds weird, but I do really like that. I hear. I hey, have you one. just ran a marathon. You could eat and <laughs> drink whatever you want at that point. Especially when you exactly. run faster than any other American ever. All right, one last one off Instagram at Shy Marathon. Favorite mantra. Uh, wow, I have a lot of mantras. So it's hard to pick a favorite one. Usually, I go to whatever I feel like I need in the moment. Um, but I'm trying to think, like, if I'm nervous before a race, sometimes I'll say, like, my legs know what to do because uh, I feel like going into a race, I, like, I just get so nervous. Like, how am I going to feel? Like, how is this going to go? And I, like, forget all the months uh, of training I've done to prepare me for that moment. And so it kind of just helps me feel better when I say my legs know what to do. Like, they've been doing this. So that's, that's a good one. And then I have some for, like, during a race. If I'm going through a rough patch, I might say something like um if it's getting hard i might tell myself well i feel strong like i feel powerful like my stride feels good um or i might even just say get to that next mile and like break things um down mile by mile so i think i gave you three different ones there but um 
But yeah, I love mantras. I think they're really helpful. I'm pretty cool. Yeah, as a distance runner, you certainly have to deal with that voice in your head along the way. Uh, we hope you conquer <laughs> yours and uh, maybe even improve on last year's second place finish. Good luck, U.S. record holder Emily Sisson in this year's Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. It's been a treat. More after this on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Get fit this fall with the Chicago Park District, offering low-cost, in-person, and virtual programs in fitness, nutrition, and sports for all age groups, ability levels, and for families, as well as state-of-the-art fitness centers, pools, and athletic facilities at parks around the city. Take a class or join a team. In-person and online registration for the upcoming winter session is right around the corner. Visit ChicagoParkDistrict.com for class schedules at your local park as well as other park locations and for more information chicagoparkdistrict.com now back to the bank of america chicago marathon preview special presented by bank of america and brought to you in part by nike abbott tata consultancy services advocate Healthcare, gatorade endurance biofreeze and the chicago park district here's josh liss carrie pinkowski and jenny spangler on sports radio 670 the score Bank of America Chicago Marathon defending women's wheelchair champion Susanna Scaroni joins us now, along with her coach. What a treat. Adam Bleakney from the University of Illinois, 55 Paralympic medalists, 14 world record setters. Adam Bleakney's uh, record sure stands on its own. But Susanna, we're going to start with you. Thanks for joining us on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special. Josh, Carrie, and Jenny alongside. You've had an amazing streak of Abbott World Marathon majors happening uh, we're hoping to see you compete all the way through the finish here in 2023. What worked well, Susanna, in Chicago last year? And uh, how long is the streak? And how's your form approaching your return to town? Oh, thank you. It's awesome to get to be here with all of you guys, uh, especially with Adam. Um, you know, I I have to attribute, like you said, we have an incredible coach. And so I was well prepared last year. You know, it was cold. Uh windy um but we're always ready for that training in champagne and so um i was able to just give everything i had that day i uh, worked out to my advantage and i was able to make a gap early on which is kind of my strength um but yeah it was a great day i hope that i can um you know get into some similar positions this fall Adam, as we introduce you, uh, you've coached so many high-level athletes in the chairs over the years. Uh, I'm not going to ask you where Susanna may fit in, but where does she fit in in terms of that level of competitiveness and sort of the, the high ceiling uh, that she may be able to reach in her career compared to some of your past athletes? Yeah, no, no doubt. Suze, um, she carries on a long tradition that we've had of, of very accomplished female athletes, definitely on the, the course of Chicago all the way back into the 80s where um, actually, that was before my time, but, uh, but um, there was a little bit of a crossover. Um, but, but I take I take great pride in in, in that that uh, that tradition of, of success we've had. Most recently, with with Amanda McGorry and Tatiana McFadden, two of two very accomplished female athletes from Champaign that also were very successful up in in Chicago. Um, I, I know as as a, as a Tatiana, that was her first big marathon win was, was at Chicago and kind of launched her uh, um, uh, years, years-long dominance in, in, in that distance. And, and, and Susanna's right, right, in, right in the mix with, with uh, the, the best athletes, best female athletes um, we, we've had uh, in this program, no doubt about it. 
Adam, I, I you know I've I've been very fortunate to, uh, to to wreck the Chicago Marathon for many years. And you mentioned going back into the early nineties and Cody Morris. I mean, you, your your program, your athletes have been good and dominant for a long period of time. I'm just going to ask you point blank: what makes your team and your athletes so so dominant and so good? I mean, I I have to tell you as an individual, whether I'm I'm in the London Marathon or Berlin Marathon, and you know. From Champaign, Illinois, Tatiana McFan or Amanda McCrory, you know, you just you just become a fan, and and I think the rest of the world has has targeted uh, the U of I team. They've they're bringing technology and and corporate sponsorship and design, but at the core of the success of the U of I and your team, what what is it that makes makes the cult? What makes it so good? I'll let you answer that. I, I have my own opinion, but. Yeah, right, right. Well, I, you pointed to a lot of things. I think there's a lot of variables. There's there's uh, infrastructure. There's there's a emphasis on, on innovation. There's a um, there's just a stable environment in which the athletes uh, can train day to day. But the the secret sauce, and I always whenever I'm I'm recruiting athletes, student athletes, or uh, speaking generally about you know what what really is what's the lifeblood of this program? It's the athletes themselves. That's really that's really it. It's we have a we have a critical mass of the world's best athletes, world champions, Paralympic medalists, major marathon winners, Chicago marathon winners that train together every single day. And you don't get there isn't anything else like in the world. There just there just isn't. So you uh, there isn't a day where there isn't somebody a little bit better than you are. Uh, and the and Susanna benefits from that. She's she's chasing. Our uh, our top guys every day in in uh, in practice, and it's just that little bit of that overreach um, each and every day that that I think drives the success. So it really is um, it's a virtual circle, and, and one generation feeds back into the next generation, and and uh, and really does carry on that that tradition. And, and it stretches back into the '80s. You you mentioned a couple names, and, and there's there's a lot more too. Susanna, just a question for you. I feel like last year you really had a breakthrough in the marathon. I know you hold the world record in the 5,000 um, on the track, but last year was your year for really getting into the marathon. Can you go through what a typical training week looks like for you, and was it hard to transition from the track to the marathon? Yeah. Um, so about a typical so marathon training week for us looks like Probably four sessions that are um, a longer kind of fart-like type session on the road. Um, and then we have two to three track training sessions that are a little bit more um, you know, repeated intervals. So we get it to a pretty high intensity over and over again. Um, and like Adam said, I have such a great environment of training partners that, um, you know, in those fart-like sessions, so when we're pushing our hardest, um, and then bring it back down on the track too. We, uh, we, just, we get to support one another, draft with one another. Um, and so I would say, you know, my week contains a lot of intermittent high intensity sprinting in addition to some longer steady pushes. Susanna Scaroni describing some of her training in Champaign along with her coach Adam Bleakney on the line with us on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special. Uh, Adam, question for you. I know you're down in Champaign at this school. You're involved 
and the art and design and the technology. And how how would you consider yourself or describe yourself as a coach? Are you more untraditional or innovative in terms of style? How important is the design when it comes and the mechanics of these chairs? And I'll just layer one question on top of it all. Uh, where do you find uh, artificial intelligence might fit in the future of, of chair racing at these major marathons and beyond? Um. Uh, well, all a good question. I'll speak to the last first. I do know that um, I use Chat GPT four pretty regularly to write all my uh, cover letters and uh, letters of recommendation. So really helps me saves me time so I can drink more coffee and talk to the athletes. That's a big plus. <laughs> but um, I think that that what that and I think what it does is if we can be a little bit more analytical than than we we are currently. Um, which I'm using just to, to look at data in a different way. Um, uh, AI can do regression analysis for me, and I can't do that, and I don't have a PhD student at my disposal right now that can do it for me, but uh, AI can, so that's that's really a, a benefit. Um, in terms of, of describing me, I, I you know I think um, innovation, uh, science, evidence-based um, practice is, is a big, strong part of with my coaching philosophy and a big strong and a, a part of this this program, um, but, but blending that with with uh, and you can't dismiss the, the the art of coaching too and just understanding what each athlete um, needs and, and what the best intervention can be to um, elicit that that response that you hope to to elicit because um, <clears throat> Susanna may need a little bit different uh, intervention than. Um, uh, Daniel Roman Chuck, for instance, um, and so, and sometimes not. Sometimes it's 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 uh, exactly the same. But I think having a relationship with each of the athletes and understanding um, what it is exactly that they respond to um, is is a really important part of of uh, the position and the role. And it's a relationship business, as you say, and it's amazing how long this history between the U of I and your team and and, and racers. Uh, here at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. I know it wouldn't be the same. The, the legacy of this race wouldn't be the same without the output that you and your, your racers and, and folks like Susanna have put out. Yeah. So we have a lot of, we have some of the best best uh, uh, Paralympic athletes that are coming to Chicago this year. So you guys got to defend. You got to be, you got to hold your ground because I know we have a lot of Illini, Illini fans here in uh, in the city of Chicago. Does that it come out feel for like you. a home course advantage when you're out there, Susanna? It does. I, I've been here for 12 years. to my 12th. Well, it's a treat to speak with both of you, especially at the same time, defending women's wheelchair champ Susanna Scaroni and her coach out of the U of I, Adam Bleakney. Thanks for the time, both of you. Good luck race day. Thank you. You got it. What a treat, guys. And we'll have much more. Just stick around with us on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special. 26.2 miles will push you to the limit of what's possible to prove that at our healthiest, there's no telling how far we can go. Join Abbott as we celebrate the runners of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, one of the premier races of the Abbott World Marathon Majors. Because wherever we are on life's journey, with good health, we are unstoppable. Visit us at the Abbott booth during the race at the Abbott Health and Fitness Expo, October 5th through 7th at McCormick Place. Now back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special, presented by Bank of America and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Carrie Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score.
Only three individuals, only three people, have run in all 44 Bank of America Chicago marathons over this race's great history. One of the three is on with us right now. Randy Burt of Antioch, Far North Suburban Antioch. Randy, thanks for joining us on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special. Josh, Jenny, and Carrie along with you. How are you? Josh, it is great to be with you, Carrie and Jenny, again for the my favorite race in the world, Bank of America, Chicago Marathon. Well, what the world, or at least Chicago, or at least our audience wants to know is here at the event's anniversary of the 45th running, Randy Burt, will you be competing once again at the starting line? Absolutely. I'm ready to go. That a boy. That a boy. He's going to be back for 45. Hey, how do you handle, I I know you're not an old man because you're running a marathon for 45th year in Chicago and you've run many others, but how do you handle the old man injuries, the nagging stuff, the pulls and, and aches that last for more than just a day or two, but weeks sometimes, how do you manage to handle the old man injuries and recover and still get to the starting line? Well, it is very frustrating. I got to tell you, at age 75, we'll be 76 in November. Uh, The only way for me to uh, really handle all of the injuries, and I've had just about every part of my body injured from the waist down over the years, uh, it's the the slower pace. That's that's the only thing. I can't do the... uh, the speed workouts anymore uh otherwise that will lead to an injury and that will sideline me or at least have me going into the race with injuries and that's not a good way to approach the race and the starting line on race day yeah getting to the starting line healthy is priority number one for randy bird of antioch who's getting ready to run his 45th chicago marathon randy you are absolutely amazing do you have a goal for this year? Is it to finish the race? Uh, what kind of shape are you in? Uh, do you want to try to knock out a Boston time, or what are you thinking? Well, the Boston times are behind me. I did that for 30 consecutive years and 46 times. But the, as I mentioned, the slower pace, you know, I've got to give that up. And, again, that's the struggle. So I have a goal. I hate to share that. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a jinx, but – the uh, goal would be around uh, five hours and 15 minutes. And that's the embarrassment because it used to be two hours faster. Well, that's, that's, there's no shame in that. There's Randy. no shame in that. I mean, I have, Randy, what was the one that you, was there one of them where you just about didn't do it or threw the towel in where you came close to not starting? Was mm-hmm. there or a couple of them that you can remember? Well, it was after uh, the second marathon in Chicago in 1978, uh, after I thought, okay, I did everything wrong in 1977, the first marathon in Chicago. I did, I mean, everything wrong. So at this time I did everything right. I closed, you know, pre uh, meal, pre-race meal, clothing, running in all the 5k, 10k, 20k races. And I was so excited that I went out way too fast and I thought I could break three hours. Well, after about 16 out, uh, 16 miles where I was up way too far ahead with some of the better runners where I had no right to be. Uh, I had stomach cramps and I had to walk the last 10 miles. And that was my slowest race for the next 29 years. And as I crossed the finish line and my uh, family said, what in the world happened to you? Well, as I picked my head up out of the trash can that I was throwing up in, I said, I will never (laughs) Run one of these again as long as I live. And that was number two. <laughs> and that was number two. <laughs> was number wow. <laughs> Antioch's Randy Bird is getting ready to run in one of three people in all 45 Chicago marathons. Randy, since you've been around for all of them, you've talked intimately about how you 
may have not finished uh, fared too well. You got a little ill at the at the second <laughs> one. The second one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no one, no one should know more <laughs> Chicago Marathon trivia than you, theoretically. Here so, we go. Uh, Jenny All Spangler, right. why don't I lob Where's it over to you, and uh, you take the baton here. Is there a buzzer why you, here with this? Why don't you start Randy out with his first Bank of America Chicago Marathon trivia question? Okay, Randy, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, number one. How many participants competed in the first Chicago Marathon? So I'm Which give you were you, a part of. Right. Four choices. Yeah, I believe I'm, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You hit me with the, true, uh, with the multiple choice. Okay, multiple choice. 260, 1,420, 4,200, or 5,100. On September 25th, 1977, we had 4,200 at the start line. Ding, ding, ding. All Stop. right. Yeah. All yeah. right. And and where? Do you remember where? Daily Center. Daily Plaza. All right. right. The Mayor Daily Marathon, the largest marathon wow. in the world at the time well, in terms of registered on, participants. Yep. That's fantastic. All right, Jenny, you're doing a great job. Lob right. another one at Randy Okay. Bird. Marathon so trivia. Sitting right next to Carrie Pinkowski here. So my question is, what year did Carrie Pinkowski become the executive director of the Chicago Marathon? Uh-oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> multiple choice. All right, I'll give you multiple choice. 1977, <laughs> okay. 1985, 1990, or 1994? 1990. Oh, wow. Another He's two one. for two. He's two for two. There we go. Cowbell. <laughs> Keep Turn comes through for us again. Uh, all right. All right. He's the longest standing race director of all the Abbott World Marathon majors. What's this year? 33, Kerry? 33 years. 33 years in the field. One of my are first, better, my first bigger job, and better than ever. Well, the first thing I did was hire Josh Liss in nineteen ninety. Something like that. Here I am recovering my 26th <laughs> marathon. Randy's getting ready to run his 45th. Okay, one more trivia question for you, Randy Bird. Who sure. is the most decorated athlete in Chicago marathon history? Ruth Chepengedich, Tatiana McFadden, Khalid Kanuchi, or Kurt Fairnley? That's Khalid. Eh. Tatiana oh. McFadden. She Tatiana. won her ninth oh, Chicago Marathon in 2021. Wow. How could I forget her? One of our U of I wheelchair athletes. They're the best Hometown. in the world. Right. They are the best in the world, no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, I don't blame you for guessing Khalid Kanuchi. Oh. He dominated this event. How many times Four-time champion. Two-time yeah. world record holder. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so I think you did yep. a great job there, Randy. Uh, if you would have gone three for three, you would have won, won the million-dollar prize. But instead... <laughs> We'll uh, settle for letting you into next year's Chicago Marathon yeah. if you're or so We inclined. may have an extra yeah. Goose Island uh, finish your beer for him. Yeah, like that's right. for him at the finish line. Well, Randy, it's been fun to chat with you. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, finding out how you do on race day. One of just three people to have run in all 44 Chicago Marathons, getting ready to run his 45th. Uh, Randy Bird, thanks for the time, my friend. Guys, thank you. It's a pleasure. I'll see you next year for number 46. We're wow. going to hold you awesome. to it. Stay awesome. healthy, my friend. Good luck. Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special. More ahead on 670 The Score. Nordic Track and iFit are ready to take you on a fitness adventure from the comfort of your home. Walk through the pyramids in Egypt. Hike Mount Fuji in Japan. Run the Oberdorf Trail in Switzerland. Nordic Track is the number one treadmill brand in the U.S. in 2023, according to Trackline data. And iFit's expert-led global workouts take the guesswork out of your goal work. You can even run the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Start your fitness adventure at nordictrack.com. 
Tata Consultancy Services believes in the transformative power of technology in business as well as in running. Just like we help many of the world's largest businesses innovate to achieve their goals, TCS strives for new ways to use technology to enhance the marathon experience for athletes and fans alike. Download the official Bank of America Chicago Marathon app, powered by TCS, for runner tracking, finish line predictions, race results, interactive course maps, alerts, and more. Available now in the Google Play and Apple App Store. Now back to the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Special, presented by Bank of America, and brought to you in part by Nike, Abbott, Tata Consultancy Services, Advocate Healthcare, Gatorade Endurance, BioFreeze, and the Chicago Park District. Here's Josh Liss, Carrie Pinkowski, and Jenny Spangler on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Olympic gold medalist and retired tennis great Monica Puig joins us on the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Preview Show. She won over 300 matches, two titles on the WTA Tour, went as high as number 27 in the world, career prize money over $3.5 bucks. Uh, you know what, Monica, as you join us here on the preview show, uh, you're run, getting ready to run a marathon. Uh, you know you're not getting paid for this, right? You must really enjoy uh, getting those shoes on and hitting the streets. Thanks for joining us on the show. How are you? No, thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, yeah, definitely not getting paid to to destroy my toenails, that's for sure. But um, it definitely does give me the same kind of rush that I had when I was playing. So there's that. It's amazing to talk to a high-level athlete. We know you're off the courts now and given this running thing, this distance running. Who got you into the distance running? uh, And did did it seem and does it feel like it makes sense as a sort of a second career option for you? Yeah, I, I mean, it was my husband's fault. I'm going to say fault because, you know, nobody nobody really thinks that when you retire from a, a competitive sport like that, that you're going to get into something that, you know, is, is equally as tough. But um, it turned out to be a great, you know, outlet for me, especially after, you know, coming back from some injuries, which was extremely frustrating. Uh, but, you know, it, it just kind of led into something pretty spectacular and uh and, you know, it also turned into a love for triathlon, too. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that have come from this marathon thing. Triathlons, too. Now she's just bragging. <laughs> exactly. Wow, you're a wonder. You've only uh, made it to the Olympics. Exactly. Just to like run Monica, straight ahead. Exactly. <laughs> so, Monica, I know you lived in Chicago in, what, 2019. So what are you most excited about, about running the Chicago Marathon course? Well, the the best thing about it was, you know, obviously I, when I knew that Chicago was one of the marathon uh, majors, I, I automatically wanted to look at the course map and I'm very familiar with all the areas, which can be a good and a bad thing. You know, it's a good thing because I'm familiar. It's a bad thing because, you know, I know all the spots. So, you know, if you don't see one corner coming that you, you know, you're familiar with, you're like, oh my goodness, I have a long way to go still. But um, I'm looking forward to going back to some of my favorite spots um, that I had uh, when I lived in the city. And, you know, being back there, I think October is such a beautiful time to be in, in Chicago. And there's always so much hustle and bustle in the city. It's, it's similar to New York in that way. And I really like those big cities. And uh, I'm just really excited to be back because I have some great memories there. Yeah, Carrie Pinkowski, race director, for, uh, in your fourth decade d- directing this race, you always bring in these ex-athletes. <laughs> Sometimes you're current. I mean, great well, job bringing in Monica current. Puig. She seems determined to get to the finish line. So good job bringing in, bringing in Monica. Yeah, for our, for our listeners, Monica, obviously world-class tennis player, Olympic gold medalist, played at the, at the highest level. Did you bring anything from your tennis training and your preparation for tennis that, that complements uh, marathon running? Oh, 
absolutely. I think it's the the mental toughness part of it because, you know, in, in a tennis match, you, you don't really know how long you're going to be out there. And the same goes for marathon running. If you're having a great day, you're obviously going to finish a lot quicker than, than, than you think. But, you know, you really have to kind of tap into that mental side when things start getting really tough because, you know, the first five, six miles, you know, when you get to mile eight, you're feeling good and, you know, have a great stride. But I feel like once you hit that mile 18, mile 19, that you really have to dig deep and, and realize why it is that you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot of my, uh, from myself that uh, in this marathon journey that I didn't really know as a tennis player, I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really comfortable with the uncomfortable uh, moments when I was a, a tennis player. And I've certainly um, grown into that type of person as I've uh, evolved in, in this new era of my life. Yeah, Monica Puig with us for just another moment. Uh, you've got that elite level mindset, it sounds like, even if it, even if you're not a, a, an elite marathon runner. So, so what's a fair goal that you're setting for yourself for race day here in Chicago? I think uh, getting across the finish line with a smile like I did in London, because London was, was very hard. I did the uh, Boston-London double. And uh, I think the goal for me in London was just, you know, get across the finish line. And I ended up PRing my best time from Boston and, the same thing with Chicago. It's a flat course, and I've run along Lake Michigan. I, I can't even tell you how many times. I love the city. I love the energy of the city. And getting through the finish line, no matter what the result, it, it's about me going on this journey. And, you know, I said it last year um, when I finished the, the New York City Marathon that I wanted to continue to run these marathons, and I wanted to get my sixth star, and that's what I'm looking forward to doing in 2024. And getting my fourth star in Chicago, you know, seems more than fitting um, as, as I transition into into this new phase of life that it, that I have, you know, grown very passionate about. And I just like, you know, being the best version of myself. So not really setting any any goals on times or anything like that. I just, uh, I think maybe the biggest goal is is trying not to walk in the 26.2 miles. <laughs> I you think know? that's a fair uh, just, goal. Just, just trying to keep myself trying to keep myself going because the minute you walk, you're going to want to walk a lot more. So I'm going no, to try. No, 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 we can't have that. No, good luck battling the voices <laughs> in your head. And uh, she may be running right next to you on race day in Chicago. Good luck, Monica Puig. Thanks for your time on the preview special. Thank you so much. Can't wait. Olympic gold medalist and retired tennis great Monica Puig is going to give the Chicago Marathon a shot and wants to do all the Abbott World Marathon majors sometime and complete that by next year. Guys, we're at the finish line for the show today. We've talked to so many amazing guests. We're looking forward to Marathon Sunday in a couple of weeks. Kerry Pinkowski. Great show. Uh, looking forward to the the excitement is building. Randy Burt, uh, 45 marathons. Unbelievable. Looking forward to to race day. Jenny? Absolutely. Looking forward to seeing what Emily can do back out on the course, setting another American record. Randy Burt. Um, I like to say what Emily is saying. My legs know what to do. Great guest today. Doing. Great feedback from our co-hosts, myself, Josh Liss, along with Carrie Pinkowski and Jenny Spangler. You're going to want to be with us next week at this time for another Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview special. And the big race day broadcast Sunday, the October 8th broadcast starts at 7 a.m., runs to 11 here on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Again, Jenny, Carrie, thanks a lot. And producer Holly Petrovich and our technical whiz, Russ Matera, appreciate your help today. It's the Bank of America Chicago Marathon preview show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Live to go the distance because no matter where or how far your run takes you, the LiveWell app is there. Get easy access to vital health information. Schedule a virtual visit. Download healthy recipes to fuel up after your run. 
Find calm with guided meditations and more. The LiveWell app puts your health at your fingertips so you can live fully, virtually anywhere. Download the LiveWell app today. Advocate Healthcare, the official healthcare partner of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.